The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, and welcome to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark coming to you. Today, I'll start out, as you know, with my little rhyme time, and we're going to cover some of the topics a little later on that I think will interest you. So hopefully you'll stick around and you'll enjoy the show. So let's begin. The State of the Union, Biden said, is strong, but unfortunately, unfortunately, since taking office, Biden's been all wrong. Fifty years in government, he said, with the bad experience he's had, there are more Ukrainians dead. As I said last week, now the Ukrainian situation looks bleak. There's no reason why the world watched and sat by an end they did not seek. It is nothing they did that meant anything to Putin. At best, we have to call it ineffective, you darn tootin. So I asked myself, and the bright stars that claim to lead us, why they left Ukraine and the world alone, our elitists. So, the lack of intelligence is baffling, for they said they got this under control. Clearly they underestimated Putin, and now he's on a roll. As we watch, he's taken over Ukraine, and he's even had the audacity to threaten nuclear rain. What's really amazing to me is Twitter and Facebook, you see. They threw off President Trump, but Vladimir Putin, he gets a bump. His message of genocide is clear without a warning. If Trump had said something, you can bet it would have gone, gotten pulled off the platform by mid-morning. It's bizarre that they hide behind Section 230, the shield that gives them protection. But that's really confusing. Is why they fear and don't stop Vladimir Putin, Ayatollah Khomeini? They're on their platform without rejection. When listening to Joe Manchin, it's clear that he's sane. He's trying to stop America from more of the same, the pump pain. Reject the far-left cry that American oil, not our supply. For we basically at this point are funding Russia and Ukrainians are going to die. The problem is our president. He's a non-compass mentis. He doesn't really understand the nature of the circumstance. It's not that difficult when you look to seize. There is there. I guess Joe Biden's still working on his mean, mean stare. He doesn't often make sense, and he sometimes he fumfers too. But that's not what we elected this president, not what we elected him to do. We waited and waited until it was too late. Sanctions don't work after the horse left the barn, and then you close the gate. He's tried to bring us green energy too quick, and now the American economy is looking pretty sick. It's not quite ready for prime time, all these alternative energies. You could ask why, but if you continue to strangle the oil will surely run out of any supply. If you like to push your car around town and bicycle 25 miles just to get around, you won't have to wait too long, that you'll see. For when the wind doesn't blow, the sun doesn't shine, you'll be in the dark. Yes, you will be. What did you think would happen when Russia you're buying thousands of barrels a day and then trying to sanction them in some twisted, lame way? You would think that the world would have learned already from our history. 
when you sit by and let despots run amok. This is still a mystery. We did it again. We sat and watched as the bombs began to fall. And now we join hands. Oh, and we hope the Russians will stall. It's tough to sit by and watch as the world fails once again. The massive casualties are piling up without anything we can do except bury the men. The ones who stayed and fight with their hearts and souls. They met the Russians on patrols. We need to learn from our prior mistakes, or we'll be going to many, many other wakes. This fight's between David and Goliath. We've seen this one before. If the Russians aren't winning, they'll send many, many more. But this time for the world to step in and stop the blatant slaughter, for Putin is killing the Ukrainians, their sons and daughters. You can see what a president can be and what some might call incompetent. It's pretty strange at this point that the rest of the world is first recognizing that Joe is incontinent. We focus on teaching our soldiers inequity, diversity, white rage, justice. Forgive me if I miss the point. I have to ask. I must. The point of the military is to not sing songs, not to, but to protect our society while the rest of us sleep all night long. We look for our president to be successful as he can be, but things aren't going well, and Ukraine's not going to be free. We follow the leader, and he appears to be blind, and now we see that the world, we're in a real bind. For try as we could, we miss the boat that we should. When the opportunity is gone and the door has been shut, it's almost certain Ukraine will not be able to hold on. We had hoped Biden would have success unabated. But then why, oh why, did he destroy Ukraine because he waited? He's fooling himself and trying to fool us. He's so feckless, he's asking, so what's the big fuss? To look at Afghanistan and Ukraine as they do? It's insane to think that that was a success too. To think that anything's Biden's done to win the war in Ukraine is not one. And the country's almost done. We will never be able to restore. Putin's wiping out Ukraine as we speak. And too long we have talked about it for over a week. All the things that we should have done, as the rest of us yelled, as Putin continued his forces would destroy everything. And the world's laws were not upheld. Sanction away. Putin is laughing. For what you're doing is with the same stupid staffing. Your administration has caused inflation, and now you're destroying Ukraine. It will no longer be a nation. So why, I ask, did you tell us all the things were under control? You knew darn well before you said that, that Putin was on a roll. Sanctions are one thing to one person, you might think. To Putin, he feels like it's a refreshing drink. You can sanction away and try as you do. It's not working, as the oil dollars are still flu. Clearly, the Russians, they underestimated the Ukrainian hearts. They were not intimidated, but Russia continues to break Ukraine apart. For they are showing the world why they deserve to be under NATO's great preserve. The world just sat by while they were watching, as Putin's armies into Ukraine they were marching. I can't believe the world has done it again, to look the other way while there was another evil sin. So I'll wrap up this session. Now I have to move on. I want to get you more info. 
before Ukraine is gone. So, with the advent of my rhyming skills, I think I have communicated to you a little bit of information. So, what I wanted to do is first kick back a little bit and kind of let you maybe enjoy what I would call the uh, State of the Union. So, what I what I found, which was very interesting in the State of the Union, is... I'm going to read you a few lines at the beginning. The years of economic decay are over. The days of our country being used, taken advantage of, and even scorned by other nations are long behind us. Gone, too, are the broken promises, jobless recoveries, tired platitudes, and constant excuses for the depletion of American wealth, power, and prestige. Oh, wait. That was Donald Trump's speech from 2020, February 4th. Now, gee, you would think that that was the Democrat that wrote it. But now let's look at what Biden writes. Let's see what he says. Six days ago, Russia Vladimir Putin sought to shake the foundation of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But the badly miscalculated... He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. That's the Biden speech from this week. So let me ask you, how do you feel? How do you feel when Trump was there? Yeah, yeah, I've heard the thing. I hated the tweets. I don't like the guy. How is America doing? How are we doing as a country? How are the individuals doing? How's that border going? Because you know what? Under Trump, the border would have been sealed. And you know what? All that fentanyl that's killing thousands of people wouldn't have been in this country. Yeah, I know. You don't want that, right? Okay. So what are we doing about it? But here's the statement that Biden gets to me. He says, but he badly miscalculated. Yes. Biden badly miscalculated with the rest of the world. The world is a dangerous place. We all know that. We know that from history, from World War I, World War II, Vietnam, the Korean conflict. Technically, it wasn't a war. But now, here we have Russia, a nuclear power. And this is what concerns me the most. The world has shown it is impotent. NATO is nothing but a paper tiger. When you openly admit to a despot, when he says, I'm going to go toe-to-toe with you, when you openly admit that the world doesn't have it, all these geniuses, and they're completely lost control, they've created an absolute blueprint for any other nuclear nation to do anything they want in the world, taking over countries. Listen, if you don't think that North Korea and China are taking notes and taking everything that the world does into consideration for their next move, you're out of your mind. North Korea is looking at this and going, hey, I can do whatever I want now because they're not going to step up. Now, here's your another question for you. Middle East. We're going to give Iran back everything to get back into this John Kerry concocted deal, the Iran nuclear arms deal. 
Okay, guys, have we learned nothing from the recent conflict with Putin? They don't care. If you let them get nuclear weapons, the nuclear, the nuclear weapons will destroy the Middle East. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that right after these messages. Hang on there. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio, live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So right before we went to break, I was talking about Iran. This is going to be a real tricky, dangerous situation. We have the Iran economy almost in shambles because of the sanctions we placed on them. Now, somehow or another, they are trying to revive this Iran nuclear deal, quote-unquote, to stop Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. Listen, If they think that this is the way to go, these are the same people who planned the Afghanistan withdrawal. And I don't want to hear any of that crap about Trump did it, okay? He controlled the entire country with 2,500 troops. But yet when Biden came in, he wanted that 9-11 moment. So he pulled out. He didn't pull out. He surrendered. And 13 servicemen were killed. I didn't hear anything about that, about Joe Biden. You know, was he checking his watch during his own speech? So back to the Middle East for a second. What do you think the first thing they're going to do is they're going to make some nuclear weapons while we sit by, we send in the IAE and go, oh, look, nothing's going on here, except that the nuclear facilities that we can't get to, they're so desperate for a deal that they're going to basically destroy the world. Because I can tell you when we step up, If that ever happens, it's not going to be under Joe Biden. Because you know what? He's doing the same thing that they did. They're leading from behind. You you can't lead in a world and be America if you lead from behind. Europe doesn't have that history. They don't have that history of putting their foot forward and saying enough is enough. They usually kind of follow us. You know, but when we get into a situation where you have a rogue player in the world... You need to do something, because otherwise all the rest of the despots around the globe are going to take note of this. So in his speech, some notable sort of phrases that Joe Biden, from all of his uh, experience, 50 years in government, okay, so what he does, 
as he says during his speech at one point, he says, business should lower businesses should lower their costs, not their wages. Okay, so let me figure this out. Joe, how many businesses have you successfully run? Oh wait, none. The the Biden the, the Biden name is not a business. Although Hunter's made pretty good money off of it. So we won't even get into that point. That's we'll cover that in another show. But this is going to be hysterical. Joe Biden giving out business advice. This is like Helen Keller giving you directions on where you need to go in a city she's never been in. It just doesn't make any sense. Okay, you know how you cut your costs? You fire people. You drop the quality of stuff. Your clients walk out the door. Your business goes under. Okay, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. But what I thought was rather interesting is, you know, the Republicans had the reply. But what was really interesting is there was a kind of like what we would call in law a surreply. There was another speech given by, you guessed it, the squad member Rashida Tlaib. Now, Rashida Tlaib, she's kind of, and I'm laughing if you can't see me now because it's radio, but... She's sinking the the rainbows and unicorn solution to the world. She represents, a, a, she says she represents in her district a woman with seven kids on all sorts of government programs. You can't make this stuff up. She keeps saying corporations need to pay their fair share. Anybody look at their cell phone bill and see where the fair share is paid? Yeah, it's paid by you paid by me corporations don't pay the taxes they pass it along to the consumer but they don't want you to know that they keep saying corporations need to pay their fair share listen if you tax a billion dollars to a corporation that corporation turns around and puts some fees and some taxes that they collect and they put it on their little forms and there they go and they put that out and they they basically what they do is they turn around and they say, hey, that's nothing. Don't worry about it. Pay it, because if you don't pay it, you're not going to get your service. So the bird brain, Rashida Tlaib, who looks at things from this unicorn stance, listen, I understand we need clean energy. Great. Good idea. If it comes about, let me know. But right now, where do you buy your solar panels from? China. Good idea. Let's put some more money in China. Why don't we buy some Russian oil while we're at it? Oh, wait, we do. 687,000 barrels a day? worth that. That's roughly worth about 2 point something billion a month. So, Mr. Biden, you're financing the death of the Ukrainians. And the rest of the world better wake up. But no. But instead of taking the bold step, and you want... You want a roadmap, Mr. Biden, or President Biden, because you are my president, okay? You are my president, and I wanted you to be successful, but clearly that ship has sailed. What you want to do is open up the pipelines. You want to open up all the drilling leases. You want to open up the federal lands. You want to buy Texas oil. You want to buy Kentucky oil. You want to buy Alaska oil. You want to buy oil that we get here. We have the biggest supply of oil in the world. And yes, I know all these people say, it's going to eventually run out. What do we do when it runs out? 
when it runs out in two or three hundred years, hopefully the geniuses in the science departments will have figured out the solar and the wind and maybe some hydrogen energy, something that's safe. Okay, And I'm sure the nuclear issue, all right, do I want a nuclear power plant in my neighborhood? Probably not. And we saw what Putin did. Putin apparently attacked a uh, nuclear power plant in Ukraine. A missile went flying through one of their windows there. Not a good thing to happen. And that apparently is the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. Good idea, Putin. Level the entire Europe. Again, a violation of international law. Where's, Where's the international law going? Apparently, he doesn't really care. This is the same argument they use with the gun lobbies. You know, put some more gun laws in. Guys, people who use guns in crimes don't give a rat's butt about whether another law exists because there's plenty of laws on the books that stop them technically from shooting a person and from having an illegal weapon. But guess what? They don't follow the rules. Only the good guys do. If you need any kind of point of description, look at Putin. He's using cluster bombs, illegal under international law. He's bombing schools and hospitals, illegal under international law. He's bombed a nuclear power plant, illegal under international law. So what have we learned? Under the world, we've learned pretty much nothing. So when we go back and we look at what Rashida Tlaib said, you know, I think we should end qualified immunity for senators. That's my point. She kept yelling about, we still need to reimagine the police. This bird brain, she reminds us of the textbooks, why they're great, and why we should send her over to Russia to negotiate. Hey, that was another rhyme. <laughs> In fact, I'll pay for her one-way fare to go and talk to Putin, since she wants to hug it out with him. You know, they talk about getting rid of qualified immunity for police. Good idea. Why don't we get rid of qualified immunity for federal employees, like senators and congressmen? So when they lie to the people, like Adam Schiff, like Nadler, when they lie to the people about Russia collusion, they can be prosecuted. I'm going to cover that hopefully in the last end of the program. But what is going on here? How do these bird brains get into office? You know, it's almost to the point where you listen to her and and talk about global warming. There's so much hot air coming out of her mouth. She's probably increased the global temperature by a couple degrees. It, It should be a crime to be an idiot in Congress or the Senate. That's what should be. So then we heard from Kim Reynolds. I think that was her name. The Republican response. Kind of a laundry list of everything that Biden has been unsuccessful at doing. You know, destroying the economy, destroying our oil supply, making us dependent again on foreign countries. Great idea. You know, supply lawn's still a mess. I went to the grocery store the other day. They should probably turn off all these shelves and all these freezers that are empty. They'll save some money. That would be Joe Biden's suggestion. Cut your costs. So if you don't have things on the shelves, just turn off the lights in the store. 
That'll do it. So Rashida Tlaib, she's some kind of disjointed kumbaya speech. It was just pretty bizarre. You know, I go back to the let's hug it out instead of slug it out. Now, go over, talk to Putin. And by the way, Rashida Tlaib, as you're getting onto the plane, please don't trip over my unicorn. You know, we get these people in office, and I, I just, they have this view of the world that's not realistic. But yet they're in there, and they yap, yap, yap. They're all talking. They're all talking. Nobody does anything. And listen, it's not, listen, I'm not only blaming the Democrats, although they got about 90% of it. There's 10% of the Republicans who are do-nothings. They're just talking heads. When you get to this point, when you're dealing with a maniac, you got to do something. If you don't do something, the world is going to die. You know, I wouldn't worry about the energy supply when Putin's bombing nuclear facilities. I mean, what are we talking about here? You know, the world doesn't want to get involved. Okay, so you know what? Let's get rid of the UN. Let's get rid of all these guys. Listen, I can tell you right now that Putin getting sanctioned by the UN by getting a formal letter okay, is not going to bother him at all. He's sitting there sipping Russian vodka. You know, Jen Stoltenberg, the Secretary General, said, well, if we establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine, we're going to be in direct conflict with Russia. Well, Russia currently is in direct conflict with the rest of the world. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. So when the bully on the block comes and starts beating up everybody and you don't stand up, you're just as guilty as that bully. So what's the solution? The solution was in October, not now. The solution was in October when they started moving their troops, we should have stepped up as a world. We didn't do that because obviously, unless you were brain dead completely, or John Kerry, you knew what they were going to do. This was really pretty simple. You know, I can't understand. We sat back and just watched this happen. And now, oh, we can't do a no-fly zone. Let's send some weapons in. Yeah, okay. Now we're establishing deconfliction zones. Well, aren't we already in this? You, you can't tell Putin that we're not in this and tell him what we're not going to do, which is what Joe Biden kept doing. We're not sending anything. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Okay. Listen. Economic sanctions may hurt him eventually. But I can tell you, he he walked into Ukraine on the 23rd. Honestly, I'm amazed he's still fighting with them. But that's only due to the hearts of the Ukrainian people. They're fighting, they're fighting a nation. They're not fighting the army. They're fighting a nation. And that's what Putin doesn't understand. When we fought the British, we fought as a nation. We didn't fight as the army and then the people. Because back then, guess what? The people were the army. The people were the government. We've gotten away from that in America. We've set these elitists high up above, like in the Roman Empire. We all know what happened to that. You know, unfortunately, when you run out of free things to give to the rest of the empire, they usually throw out the elitists. Hopefully that goes down again. Because this has to stop. So now they're going to send, I heard, you know, they're going to send Kamala Harris. 
I don't know if any of you are familiar with the song Send in the Clowns. That would be like sending in... I, I can't even come up with something that would be familiar. That would be like sending Eminem or uh, Eminon, whatever his name is, the rapper, into a TED conference. You know, listen, Kamala is who she is. She's the checkbox vice president. You don't send her in. She did a great job at the southern border. I'm wondering how she's going to do with the Ukrainian border. Yet we've already seen this movie. This movie sucks. It's a disaster. If you want to get serious, you send somebody in who knows what they're doing. I heard her explanation the other day, and literally her words came out like this. Russia's a big country, and Ukraine's a little country. So I'll, I'll tell you exactly what she said when we come back right after these commercial messages. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So, and, you know, if you don't mind me butting in here a minute. Uh, come on in. Bring your butt. <laughs> bring it all. Okay. You know, I've thought through what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on in, uh, I don't know if you remember, but... Uh, Russia did the same thing in Hungary, and this was back in the uh, 50s, I believe. And a little before my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, not before mine, unfortunately. But my point being is that as, you know, when I was going to school, they had a thing called history. And then they had another thing called Texas history. And then they had a whole other thing 
called world history. And uh, we even studied a thing called World War One, And ah, that was really studies. before your time. But Social studies. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't social. It was, world, it was uh, history. But my point being is that after World War One came a joke called the League of Nations. After World War Two came another joke called the United Nations. And after that came another joke called NATO. And, you know, the problem with all of those is they weren't led and directed by Donald J. Trump. And the seriousness of what I'm talking about is the fact that none of those organizations had anything but they didn't have even baby teeth. They had no teeth. And if there's ever going to be a world organization, and I don't think there ever will be because nobody wants to abide to it by it. Uh, Russia, obviously, they could care less what the blue helmets, oh my goodness, they're going to send the blue helmets in on me. The unpeople. Yeah. Uh, and you know, until an organization has teeth, and it's not going to happen in the world. And right now, in my opinion, Russia should be scared to death of world opinion. And what's about it? Putin should be to be scared to death that he will be tried for war war crimes. Yeah, he's not going to worry. But, but what I wanted to who's say, who's going to do it? Nobody's going to do it. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, let me. I was just going to go back real quick because I finally found it. I was looking for the exact words that Kamala used. Okay, this is what the vice president of these United States said. You ready for this? Yeah, I just was baffled. This is a quote from her. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a, a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. And it goes against everything that we stand for. Need I say anything more about the competency of Kamala Harris? Maybe she was talking to Joe. And she needed to kind of dumb it down a little bit. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of background on how Ukraine came to this particular scenario. Here's what happens. In 1996, Ukraine had returned all of its nuclear warheads to Russia in exchange for its economic aid and security assurances. And in December of 94, Ukraine became a non-nuclear weapon state party to the 1968 Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, known as the NPT. Well, no problem, Turkey's... The last strategic nuclear delivery vehicle in Ukraine was eliminated in 2001 underneath another strategic arms reduction treaty in 1991. Russia was a signator. America was a signator. Britain was a signator. And we said basically, hey, you know what? If you give up your weapons, give up your nuclear weapons, we will protect you. So th there was something in 91 called the Minsk Agreement. 
There was the Budapest Agreement, which was the original law, the Budapest Memorandum on the Security Assurances. So they basically said to the world, okay, if you got our backs, you know what? We'll get rid of our nuclear weapons, okay? I understand what you're trying to do, so we'll disarm as long as you got our back. Russia signs on to the treaty. Guess what the treaty's worth? Not even worth what the paper it's printed on. So what did we learn here? Now, you, you want to... I don't think we understand the real impact of what's going on right now. We were standing there watching him destroy a country that he entered into a treaty with, and the world agreed with it. And we backed the Ukrainians. You want North Korea to give up their nuclear weapons? Listen, Kim Jong-un is crazy, but he's not insane. He's not giving up his weapons now. Forget it. You blew it. The world blew it. You guys weren't paying attention to what you were doing. As soon as Putin started to move his troops, you should have been in there. If he wanted to go to war with everybody, then that's what he was going to do. But you would have made the world a safer place. But no, you didn't do that. So what did you do? Either the world didn't understand this. And listen, you got enough guys who were supposed to be experts, all these Harvard graduate guys on the administration. Listen, if Europe didn't understand it, it was America's place as the leader to step up and say, whoa, 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 hold on. We got their backs because we signed this treaty. But you know what? When your words are worth less than the paper they're printed on, you have nothing to gain. So now, what effect does the UN have on anything? Nothing. They have nothing to bring to the table. And that goes back to what you were saying, Dave, about not having teeth. What's the? You're going to sanction them and still pay them billions of dollars a day for their oil. Because... We screwed up our energy policy. We were energy independent. Whether you hate Trump or love him or anything else, he had us energy independent. We were not beholden to the rest of the world for anything. And in fact, we could have stepped up under Trump now, and we could have said, you know what, Europe? We got you. Stop by on his oil. We're sending over the natural gas, or liquefied natural gas. We're sending over the oil. Okay, But if you cancel the pipelines and you stop the leases, and you stop the investment potential in America. Don't tell me you're going to buy American when you're buying Russian fuel. Okay? Again, his words are hollow. They mean nothing. You know, Biden's real good at wordside salads. Okay? He can tell you anything he wants to tell you, because you know what? The news picks it up and just chats it up. No problem. We agree with everything he said. The reality is, is that nothing he said in fact, probably 90% of his crap that he spewed during his speech, I was surprised that Nancy Pelosi didn't rip it up. No, she gobbled it up. How disrespectful that she did to President Trump right in front of the cameras. And she's still in office. If you keep electing idiots, somebody once told me in a computer, garbage in, garbage out. It's the same thing with Congress and Senate. If you put garbage in there, you're going to get garbage policy. And I think we're really reaping the zero benefits right about now. You know, in his, in his State of the Union, he says the economy grew by 5.7%. But he didn't mention the fact that inflation was around 7.5%. That he forgot to mention. Oops. There were several things that I, I don't even want to get into it because it just boils my blood. I mean, let's face it. People, you got to stop 
listening to the garbage they're feeding you and start doing your own. Take a look at the research. Take a look at what you're looking at. You know, they created 6 million jobs. Fantastic. Because they killed 10 million. You know, the economy, what is that old saying? The econo- It's the economy, stupid. That's the bottom line. Stop being a knucklehead. Pay attention to what's going on in your own country. Because if you make us strong, if you make America strong again, okay, or I don't want to say the phrase MAGA, but make America great again, okay, if you make America strong, you can lead. But when you're behind everybody and you're beholden to anyone else, you can't lead. You can't do anything. And that's what they're missing. They're missing the bottom line. You cannot be a strong country if you depend on someone else. You can't disagree with the people who you buy stuff from. That's a problem. And we didn't get that message. I thought we were getting that message under Trump. We had really kind of turned the corner here. He was bringing back manufacturing. Now they want to tax the heck out of everybody again. Oh, now they want to do the global tax. Yeah, he's a globalist now all of a sudden. Listen, if we have shown anything in the last couple of weeks, actually last week, since February 23rd, stop being a globalist and start being American. Because you know what? Guess what, folks? Whoever's thinking that the world cares, they don't give a rat's butt about your country. You better start caring about it. And the Ukrainians thought everybody had their backs because that's what they signed on for. They said, yeah, we're going to give up our nukes. And guess what? They did, and we reneged on our promise to them. So when you look around today, when you drive around in your car, and you see your streets and your buildings are still standing, take a look around it. Look at Ukraine. Get your butt off your couch. Okay? Go to the Internet. See what the streams are showing. It's inhumane. It's destruction of a world of Ukraine. And guess what? We let it happen. We let them do it. And we're financing it. You know, I heard yesterday that they said they're going to stop importing Russian oil. Excuse me. Why haven't we done this already? As soon as he started lining up his troops, why didn't we stop importing the oil from him? You know why? Because we cut off our oil supply here. Hey, Joe, let me give him the whisper treatment. Hey, Joe, you don't cut off your nose to spite your face. You know, we're importing billions of dollars a month from Russia. We're funding their invasion. And guess what? Germany's in the same position. They even have it worse because they thought they'd go, oh, green, let's go green. Great idea. How's that working out for you? Yeah, Nord Stream 2, let's give a waiver to Nord Stream 2 to get some oil from Russia so they can get more billions of dollars while you cut off the XL pipeline. They say, oh, well, hasn't a drop gone through? You stopped the pipeline, you knuckleheads. We bring in about 687,000 barrels from Russia. That would have supplied somewhere around 830 barrels, 830,000 barrels. So you do the math. It's a positive. So why are we still buying oil from Russia? I, I I don't have an idea. Some of the things that we do in this country just really baffle me. And, yeah, it's our leaders. Our leaders are off the charts with wrong decisions. And yet we just keep rolling with it. We just keep rolling with it. And I just don't understand how we do this. 
It's just, it's not fair to the Americans. We sent you there to do a job, to do something correct, and you're screwing it up. And now the world's going to pay for it, and the Ukrainians are paying for it. We have private companies sending donations of of bullets, of weapons. In, in Nassau County, New York, uh, Blakeman, our new county executive, just started a program that he wants to send people turning in weapons here. He's going to send them to Ukraine. That's the job of our government. That shouldn't be something where private citizens have to step up. Our government is supposed to do something, not stand there and yap and talk about it and have meetings. And, oh, we had a video conference. Yeah, good idea. Well, right after this couple of messages, we'll come right back and we'll finish up with our block four. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So right before the break, we were kind of going off on a tangent there. And, you know, I I just, it's amazing to me that our country, as great as it is, seems to be feckless and clueless when it comes to foreign policy all the time. You know, one of our CIA operatives once said that Joe Biden was wrong on every major decision throughout his entire government process. He was always on the wrong side. And Obama even said something kind of cute about Joe, about never underestimate his ability to things up. But Apparently, the world didn't get that message. The world didn't get that message. But I wanted to shift gears a little bit now. Um, been hearing some more rumblings from the January 6th committee. What I like to call the um, bipartisan lynch mob. And when I say bipartisan, I, I say that tongue-in-cheek. Because you have Liz Cheney, who's, psh, boy, she's 
left the party. And then you have Adam Kinziker, who has left his mind. These people are on there. And you know how that January 6th committee got started, that whole thing, where Kevin McCarthy put people on there. He put people on like Jim Jordan, and Pelosi said, nope, I'm not having them on my committee because they're going to they're gonna ruin the integrity. Yeah, yeah. We need integrity in a lynch mob. Yeah, that's what you need. So what happens is you have, <laughs> you know, Nancy Pelosi says no, puts her own people on there now. This is the best. She puts her own people on this committee. Liz Cheney couldn't stand Donald Trump. End of story. She would find if he walked along the sidewalk and a piece of leather came off the bottom of his shoe, she would want him arrested for a felony for littering. The integrity of that committee is lost. I don't know what Nancy Pelosi's worried about. There is no integrity in that committee. But I'm gonna I'm gonna predict, and you can write this down and look at it in a couple of months. I'm gonna predict that right before the November elections is when they either come out with an interim report or what they do is they come out with their full report blowing up Donald Trump. That's what's gonna happen. They're trying to listen. This is Trump derangement syndrome. This is exactly what this is. This is, I shouldn't say derangement. It's Trump derailment syndrome. It's, it's now morphed into something. This is how to stop Donald Trump from running in 2024. The Inquisition Committee has been tasked with finding everything that was attached to him and trying to rip it apart and keep pulling the threads until something unravels. They've actually sent out 75 subpoenas, 75 subpoenas to anyone who has spoke to Trump. If you shook his hand, I'm surprised you didn't get a subpoena. That's what they're doing. They're looking to pressure people into making something up so they can say, I got him. I got him. But you know what's interesting? They haven't touched Nancy Pelosi. Now, for those of you who don't follow the real news, Nancy Pelosi was authorized to use 20,000 troops for, they weren't Gestapo troops, troops to protect the Capitol because they knew that there was going to be this protest. Okay, it was going to be a rally, but you knew inevitably bad actors were going to turn it into a protest. Okay, so what did they do? Nancy Pelosi never put the troopers out there. The National Guard, she never put them out there. Why? Not an interesting question. How about let's take a look at Nancy's emails. Let's take a look at Jerry Nadler's emails. Let's take a look at Adam Schiff's emails. Let's take a look at all the boys in the Democratic band, boys and girls. But we're not going to do that. Why? Because we've already made our determination on that Trump is guilty of something. Doesn't matter what he's guilty of. You know, you talk to an FBI agent and he says, you know what? Give me a person and I'll find the crime. That's not the way law enforcement's supposed to work. That's not the way oversight's supposed to work. This is not oversight. This is overstepping. This is a ridiculous committee. You know, had they spent this much time investigating why BLM was all over burning down billions of dollars worth of cities, that would be something, wouldn't it? Well, how about a committee, perhaps, to investigate the FISA court lies? No, 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 no. That's not what happened. 
How about James Comey? How about Clapper? Where are they? What's going on here? What? A Russian collusion? Oh, wait, they knew about that? Hold on a second. They knew about that. Yeah, what's coming out now is Comey knew that the dossier was garbage. Okay? He knew about it. He knew about it 100%. Because what he did is the same day he got the memo, he still verified the fact that the FISA warrant was corroborated. When, in fact, the same day he received that email before that said it wasn't corroborated. Sorry, it's wrong. So why aren't they under indictment? Why? And why did all those FBI errors occur in the FISA and with the FISC applications? Why? January 12, 2017 application signed by Comey was marked verified, representing to the FISA court that allegations from Steele's dossier that Carter Page had met two sanctioned Russians in the summer of 2016 and had tried to change the GOP platform to help Moscow had been substantiated. In fact, that had not been verified. To the contrary, the FBI had intercepted Page talking to an informant denying he had met the Russians and been involved in the platform change. Two facts the FBI hid from the court. Let me me say that again. The FBI hid this from the court. So here's my question. Why hasn't the FISA court... Forget the investigations, because... Democrats are not going to investigate Democrats. It's not going to happen. So you can you can live in the unicorn land with Rashida Tlaib and Kumbaya, but it ain't going to happen. So what happens is, in the Inspector General's report, Comey knew when he signed that first application to review the FISA warrant that extending such on Carter Page was garbage. He knew that. And it was a lie. He lied. But why is he not being prosecuted? You want to prosecute anybody under the Donald Trump January 6th, first of all, the the insurrection kind of definition changed. That kind of got thrown under the bus because we we redefine things under the Democratic strategy. Anything you need to redefine, just let me know. We'll figure it out. So you can't have everything and then have nothing. Nobody ever got prosecuted for anything, just like Clinton. 30,000 emails. They gave out immunity to everybody around her without getting any testimony. That was pretty cool. So why aren't they giving out immunity to everyone around Donald Trump? Yeah, I'm betting. And how about the referrals that were made to the Justice Department against Democrats? How's that going? Yeah, it's going nowhere. The tires are off the car. In fact, the engine's been pulled out of that car. The bottom line is America really needs to get their life together. They need to straighten out their act. America is in the wrong direction. It's up. It's down. Everything is reversed. Stop listening to the words and start looking at what's actually going on. America better get its act together. We have a chance in the 20, you know, November 2022. We have a chance to turn this bus around. But I can tell you. It's acting more like a tanker lately, and those take months to turn around. All right, We have no direction. 
We're feckless. Our foreign policy is ineffective. We're destroying other nations. While we sit by and talk about it, we're coming up with sanctions. Great idea. The sanctions. Joe Biden said the sanctions were as effective as bullets. I guess Putin didn't get that memo either. Joe Biden, I can't blame him for everything because it's the idiots around him as well. But a fantastic president puts people around him that know what they're doing. He doesn't put these Harvard graduates that have nothing to do with reality. Well, that's all the time we got today. We're going to wrap it up, and we'll see you next week. Have a great week. You're listening to Mark the Shark from New York. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.